Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is Brendan Escott here this week alongside Cam Moon, the voice of the Oilers here on 630 Chad, along with Jack Michaels. Cody Jansen's on the other side of the glass. Bob on week two of vacation here. It's Oilers Now, where guests receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. We bring in our uh, NHL insider today for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling. Pay no overtime rates on their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and cooling and John I won't start with the Olympic talk quite yet I don't think a ton has moved since last Wednesday when we spoke last but very interesting tweet from Elliot Friedman on Friday indicating there may be some movement on COVID protocols for the NHL sounds like anybody within uh, basically 12 feet of access to club personnel including players etc will need full vaccination is I mean that was probably going to be the uh, the expectation in my mind anyway but here we are with some movement on that front and when can we expect to see a little more well uh, i i think what the way to interpret uh, the memo that was sent to all the clubs and will eventually be sent to the media and to all the rights holders is is that if you expect to have contact uh, with the hockey clubs uh, you're going to have to be fully vaccinated um, the key thing in all this brendan is this is not directly uh, telling the NHL Players Association they have to be fully vaccinated. Uh, That is something that is still being negotiated. Uh, Full vaccination, a mandated full vaccination of the NHL Players Association members uh, would have to be collectively bargained. Uh, And at this point, we're still working through Uh, those protocols between the National Hockey League and the National Hockey League Players Association. Now, if you you take a look at what other teams and other leagues have done particularly uh, and created a separate set of rules for fully vaccinated players versus non-vaccinated players, uh, I think you can interpret where we're going. But as of right now, there is there is a recommendation that players be vaccinated, but it is not 100% mandated. Now, if they, uh, John, it's Cam here. Uh, if yeah. if it gets to the point, like Cam, you're going to have to be vaccinated. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, and I already am. So there you go. I, I feel good about Beautiful. that. Beautiful. Yeah, it's nice. Beautiful. It's worked out pretty good. Uh, <laughs> if, if it gets to the point where it, players, if they're not vaccinated, can't make the trip over the border. Uh, do you think it'll just be enough peer pressure amongst players to, to get those that aren't vaccinated vaccinated or, or just the pressure of missing a paycheck? Would that be enough? Well, I think peer pressure is going to be the major impetus for all of this. Um, I mean, take a look what the NFL are doing. Uh, take a look what the CFL are doing. Uh, there is a chance that if uh, your team has, you know, forced to cancel a game, uh, and it's uh, and 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 
and that team will have to have the game forfeited, um, you'll lose a paycheck. Uh, now, I don't think it's that way now because football does not have guaranteed contracts. Uh, I don't think it's that way in the National Hockey League yet, but I do think that there's a ton of pressure uh, from the National Hockey League, from both uh, Health Canada and the CDC to say, listen, if, if we're going to allow the NHL to get back to normal, uh, vaccinations are going to have to be very important and high on the list. And But at the same time, in day-to-day -day life, there are people that don't want to get vaccinated for whatever reason. Uh, and you, ha and you, in a democracy, you have to respect that at this point. However, private business, private business can mandate. The provincial government, for instance, in Manitoba has mandated if you want to get in the building at all, uh, like for the bomber games or for the Jets games, you're going to have to be fully vaccinated. Uh, that does not include the players who are playing the games as of yet. So we're going to, I, I think that this is going to be part of a negotiation. Something tells me it's going to dovetail into the Olympic agreement because COVID and COVID insurance is very important for the Olympic agreement. So we're going to have to wait and see over the next two or three weeks what happens. Chatting with our NHL insider, John Shannon here on Oilers Now, Brendan Escott, Cam Moon with you. And I read this morning, John, that Bill Daly says about 85% or north of 85 85% of players are at least single vaxxed right now. So, you know, it to me already is going to be somewhat of a minority in those who would be against it. But it's interesting to watch this sort of start to simmer or come together where, um, you know, I think you highlighted a couple areas of where they can borrow ideas from or a precedent that's been set in that sense. But in reality, it's still a situation in flux, particularly with the Delta variant and us not knowing how that's going to be transferring over the border that just opened up. Well, and remember, it's really only opened up one way. <laughs> We're allowing Americans in, but day-to-day -day Canadians, although they can fly across, we can't drive across at this point. Um, so it, it, the interesting thing for me is that um, over the next three or four weeks, we will certainly have a better feel for, for the severity of, of this fourth wave. Uh, and that might help uh, the players uh, be persuaded to, um, to actually get vaccinated. Uh, and, but what we're going to see, guys, is, you know, the 85, perhaps we get to 90% of players vaccinated. The question becomes is how punitive can the league, how punitive can the teams make it for the 10% that aren't vaccinated in order to try to convince them to be vaccinated? Yeah, yeah, that, I, yeah. I don't know. That, that's uh, that's a great question too, John. Yeah, yeah. Like, like for instance, it, it, like uh, you know, Walmart has told in Walmart in the United States has said if you want to work at Walmart, um, you have to be vaccinated. But it's a non-union shop. Uh, the Disney Corporation. Uh, everybody at ESPN and ABC and and all the Disney parks uh, have been told if you want to work for us, you have to be double vaccinated. Uh, so the question becomes when you when you talk about the power of the league versus the power of the union, there has to be some level of agreement 
that the that the players association who represent these seven to eight hundred NHL players that they're protecting everybody, the union side protecting everybody, uh, and try to find a way to make it work. I'm sure that Matthew Schneider and Don Fear and the people in the office here in Toronto and in New York are trying to manage what the players want to do. Uh, but tr truthfully, if if they if the league would say 100% of players have to be uh, vaccinated, it would have to occur as a collectively bargained uh, document and be part of the CBA. And you, you hit on uh, the fact that there's a couple things now for them to get back to the, the bargaining table and discuss and hammer out here ahead of this season. We've talked over your last couple appearances, John, about what the update is with the Olympic situation because, again, only 58 days now from puck drop on the NHL season and there's still yeah. not a whole lot of assurances. And beyond that, it sounds like things are working in the opposite direction where the Players Association is recommended to its members not to participate in the Olympic qualifiers. What can you tell me about that situation? Well, uh, that the only reason they're telling players not to be uh, in the Olympic qualifiers is they, there's no insurance. Uh, so that if, if, if you do play for your country in a qualifying game, and, and let's face it, it's for, the, it's for that second tier of countries, you know, the Switzerland's, the Austria's, uh, that, that aren't, don't get an automatic bid into the Olympics. Uh, that if you do get injured, that there's no your, your salary is not covered by insurance. So that's why they're telling people that at this point. That's that's what's going on. If you are to play in those games, uh, you either have to self-insure or you have to take the risk. Oh, that's a good place to leave it with John. <laughs> We, uh, yeah, the tie line just letting go there on John Shannon. But it's an interesting debate, isn't it, Cam? I mean, at this point, you're already, I'm putting myself in the player's shoes if I can for a second and saying that this is something that I've probably grown up wanting to do. If I'm Connor McDavid, having not had the opportunity now at 25 years old in my career to go participate here, you know, the frustration has to be growing. And there's certain elements of it that are out of out of control of anybody, and that is the spread of the virus. But there's other elements of this that, you know, maybe were more so in control at one point in time that have now slipped away. So, uh, John, you're back now. Continue ahead, if you will. Yeah, no, just that, that the players are responsible for themselves. And if they jeopardize their future uh, earnings because they want to play in the Olympic uh, qualifying tournaments for, for these, these countries, uh, that's a risk they have to take. I would think from a, a business point of view, from an NHL team point of view, and, and I don't know what the, what the exact timeline is to when they're going to come up with the, the yes or the no, but... I would think from a business point of view, you'd want to get this out as, as soon as possible. As far as I know, they'd have two different schedules made, but uh, as far as getting a business plan and having those games, this is when we're playing as opposed to having it up in the air. I would think they'd want to get this done ASAP. Oh, I, I, I mean, I don't think there's any question, but let's face it, they couldn't deal with the IOC until Tokyo was over. So what was that? That's yeah. eight days away, eight days now. Um, the other thing is, if you read between the lines, it certainly looks like the schedule that's in place now that does have the 17-day Olympic break in it um, would probably be in effect until the All-Star Game. Uh, and that if there's any changes to the schedule, it would be 
after the All-Star game and then and then fill in the gap of the Olympic break because if they don't have an Olympic break cam mm -hmm. there's a very good chance that the, that based on the agreement that they have with the players they have to give teams 5 days a 5 day break anyway so the the rejigged schedule and let's face it how many times did we see the the, the schedule get changed during the last 56 games uh, year, yep. um, th they can do it now. They've learned they can do it now. So I suspect that we're probably going to see a schedule that is, you know, uh, basically intact until the All-Star game. Okay. Chatting with our NHL insider, John Shannon, for Legacy Heating and Cooling, Cam Moon alongside Brendan Escott today. How about Bill C-18, or C uh, C-218, I should be more specific, John. Yeah. Uh, something that passed in June in the Canadian government, but it, it made official last week. Canadians will now be able to place uh, single-game sports bets moving forward here. So let's, uh, let's explore the financial or potential financial impact on a league that in all likelihood is going to be looking for some new unique revenue sources isn't it fascinating that you know the bill gets in put into play just after the election gets called it's amazing how that works isn't it <laughs> you know i mean here we have an election call yesterday and on the 28th of august uh we can wager uh with the provincial authorities permission we can wager on uh, single games it's amazing how that worked. I, I find that fascinating. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, listen, it's been something that uh, we've seen in, I think, it's 23 or 24 uh, American states now where, where, I mean, heck, if you go to a game in uh, New Jersey, I mean, they actually have a betting house in the arena now. Washington, a betting house in the arena now. Um, there, will be, there will be huge partnerships uh, between um, th these, you know, this growing uh, business entity of uh, of gambling and the National Hockey League and the teams, and and the NHL has multiple partners, and the question now becomes: Is teams like the Oilers and Flames, uh, with help of the provincial government, uh, will they be allowed to partner with an ex you know an, an exclusive gambling? Uh, company that is is trying to get into Canada. I mean, guys, not to to to, to uh, uh, detour the the conversation, but uh, you know the 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 the, uh, the sports app, the Score, got sold, right? Um, you know, ten days for for two billion dollars because Penn National, uh, the parent company of uh, of Barstool, which has gambling in the United States, want to get into the Canadian market. And the score has been has proved to be very effective as an app for gambling. So uh, everybody's going to be lining up. It's it's. I don't think it's going to be instantaneous. I, I do think that the you know the the revenue that will come in will will start to trickle in and then start to come in in a in a, a wave as wide as the Saskatchewan River at one point uh, as we we get used to gambling as part of our day to day sports lives. No, Cam, not. I don't want to jump in on you here, but just as a follow up to that, is this something that a Americans had been able to gamble on and so that could have been you know some sort of revenue source for the NHL prior to this or is this going to be kind of a brand new thing right across the board for them uh, well I think there's two tiers I think there will be league partners and I think there will be team partners uh, you know it's it's it, it, I think that there's ways to create uh, opportunities uh, at both the, the national and the local level uh, and it's no different in many ways that the uh, uh, that the, the the partnerships that Stu McDonald and the boys at the Oilers do on a on a regular basis with 
you know, a fast food restaurant that isn't necessarily the fast food restaurant of uh, of the National Hockey League or um, or, or of a, a bank or of a, a telephone company. You know, I mean, I, I think that this is just another, this will end up being another opportunity on both the national uh, league-wide level and then a local level as well. Well, it just, it makes sense. It, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it's passed. I'm glad we, we finally got to it. But you're right, it just, it makes sense. It's an opportunity. It's an entertainment business. It's an opportunity to expand that business. And if you, you, know, if you look at, uh, you know, the, the precedents, there's certainly a market for it. So I would think, uh, John, this is uh, nothing but good news for the Canadian-based NHL teams. Well, I, 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 basically, I think Cam, what we're we're, we're actually catching up. Yeah, exactly. That's um, what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're 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 catching up to uh, to most of the states where there are where there are uh, gambling opportunities. For instance, in the state of New Jersey. Um, so, from from that perspective, uh, that revenue that will go into the pot uh, that will help players' salaries will help. Uh, will help revenues for the NHL, particularly when you consider the lack of revenue that has existed, particularly at the local level, uh, for the last um, two seasons now. Yeah, it's fun to watch the horses run around the track, but it's even better <laughs> if you got a Finsky on it. Yeah, it? yeah, that, it's interesting. I, it, 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 the, for me, I, I'm not a gambler. Uh, probably because if I knew that if I gambled, I would probably end up living in a tent down by the river. That's right. Um, but but, but uh, for me, I just don't want it to clutter my the way I watch games. I, do, I don't want to see. I, I don't want to see odds. I don't want to see, you know, prop bets pop up in graphics. Uh, I mean. Listen, uh, those, all those Fox regional sports networks in the United States that got sold last year got sold to a company that then sold and partnered with Bally Sports uh, for naming rights. So from that perspective, this is something that has been pretty obviously coming. And finally, Canadians are, uh, and as of the 28th of August, will be at full speed when it comes to single-game gambling. Great stuff, John. Always appreciate the time. You will have Cam solo on Wednesday, so you guys enjoy that oh chat when you're on gracious. next. Oh, baby. Well, you know, we're, we're just going to remi reminisce about, you know, Red Deer. That's all we're going to do. We're just going to talk about Red Deer right. and how I used to stop. I, when, I, when I was living in Calgary, working at Edmonton, that uh, I, my car would just drive into the A&W and they knew my name. And that's all that happened. I mean, you know, on Gasoline Alley, yeah. they would say, here he comes again, two teen burgers <laughs> and, and, uh, and, a, uh, and, and a large root beer. That's it. Oh. Always a good call. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the time today, John. We'll step out here on Oilers now. Come back uh, with a couple more thoughts from you on the 630 Chad text line. That is 780-496-0063. Brought to you by Ashley Fine Floors. Brendan Escott, Cam Moon in today on Oilers Now. You know, you've been talking about the, the vaccine in any capacity when there's just a 
boatload of text messages here saying, oh, I'm done listening to the show unless you talk hockey. Well, we can do that for you too. But if you're going to delude yourself into thinking that there isn't still a crossover between those two things, then I don't know, maybe uh, maybe you're the one that needs to, to reevaluate things because the fact is the players are probably going to need to be, you know, in some sort of work environment where everybody knows what's going on in that sense. And that's what they're working towards right now, according to John Shannon. We all deserve a holiday after the year that we've had. New West Travel has a special VIP trip to Vancouver. You can take a loved one and join New West Travel on a three-night getaway to spectacular Vancouver, BC. New West Travel's package includes airfare and a private WestJet charter with complimentary open bar and meals. Departing from private terminals, three nights in a private uh, deluxe four-star hotel, all for just $699. You can visit Stanley Park, stroll the beaches, shop or dine in the beautiful waterfront city. You need a holiday this September, don't you? Space is limited though, so call New West Travel or go online to newwesttravel.com. Yeah, I don't even think we'll uh, venture under the text line after looking at that right there. But interesting that it's still in flux, uh, Cam. And I think that that's where I would be a little bit concerned as a player right now, not only in terms of, I mean, mostly I'm referencing the Olympic thing right now. I think the vaccinations and the COVID protocols and all that, that'll get worked out in the next few weeks here. But it's it's the promise of being able to represent your country when they sign that last collective bargaining agreement saying, we don't want this to happen again. And it seems like it's about to happen again unless some serious, you know, lobbying, I guess, comes forward from the players. I think the easiest thing to do, and this is before we even factor in any of the human rights stuff that, you know, is going on in China right now. It's going to be a very complex situation moving forward for NHL participation in uh, in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would think so. There's a lot of different factors. So many factors that they haven't got figured out yet. Uh, yeah, I, if you're if you're one of those players, and keep in mind, I mean, it's it's not the majority of players that would be going, right? It's a it's a the, uh, it's a minority. Uh, but for them that that would like to play, I mean, that, yeah, it's a big deal. You only have so many opportunities to be a part of the Olympics. But there still are a lot of things, and I hope it gets figured out one way or the other sooner than later just so we absolutely know you know how it's happening and it's not hanging over everybody's head and then we get this figured out but yeah i I don't know i i I guess i don't know all the factors involved so i'm i'm not sure which way it's gonna go (laughs) (laughs) i I don't know i don't know if uh, if that would be on any of those betting websites, if you could bet whether they'd go or not go. I mean, uh, that would be something, I guess, that uh, that could be on there right now. Well, th- okay, so this is an interesting one from Tiny Ted who says he's not a big gambler, so not really in the know here, but haven't you been able to bet via Sports Select on sports for decades yes. now? What's the difference? So, Cody, you, you actually play this. I don't. Yeah, maybe once in a while. Uh, sports Select's <laughs> a lot more complicated. you got to choose multiple games and stuff. Th- this more refers to single-game sports betting, which right. includes 
includes, you know, every single game's got its own odds. You can live bet. You get those prop bets. Who's going to score first, you know, puck line, money line, whatever you want. And I believe it just kind of encases the whole NHL so you can bet on who's going to win the Stanley Cup, who's going to win what division, what awards. Things like that are now going to be legal where Sports Select, I don't believe, had any of those odds. And no. Exactly, like lower odds because you're trying to parlay, right? Yeah. That's, that's the difference is you don't have to Bingo. parlay now, which is making sure that two different things happen at the same time. It's it, Essentially, I just think it changes... You know, you focus on the single game betting. That's the verbiage here that's important. Single game betting will be legal. So that, uh, that is a good thing for the NHL. We'll start to see exactly what that means in terms of how it's a good thing when we start seeing the partnerships trickle across here moving forward. It is 12.59 in Edmonton. We've got Cam Moon alongside, and we're going to hear plenty more from him and myself as we talk about this Oilers offseason that was. We'll get some thoughts on the new additions, the new look, and what still be le- may be left to come as far as in-season moves to tinker with what's already been done. But right now, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.